today on CityCast Denver. Denver's minimum wage is going up in January, and restaurant owners are beginning to talk about raising menu prices. But as we discussed on the show a few weeks ago, Denverites are already feeling tipping fatigue. So who's this going to hurt most? While my wage is going up, I still get taxed just like you do. I'm still going through inflation just like you are. So please do not assume that I am making so much more than you are. I wanted to hear from people currently working in the service industry. So we reached out to Brad, Samantha, and Bill of the hilarious Three Stars podcast. They're service industry veterans, and every week they read Yelp reviews and review customers right back. And let me tell you, they don't mince words. Today is Monday, October 24th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Well, Samantha, Brad, and Bill, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thank you. Thank Thank you for having us. So I wanted to talk to you all because Denver's minimum wage is going up in January. And we've been talking about this idea of, quote, tipping fatigue on the show. And we haven't actually heard from folks in the service industry. We've talked to restaurant owners, which I think is a very different perspective than Mm. the people on the floor. For sure. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to talk to you all about what you thought about the minimum wage increase and this idea of tipping fatigue. I'm skeptical. That's why I say it that way. Well, I, I think we're all skeptical. <laughs> uh, I'm not familiar. All of us can. You're not familiar with tipping fatigue? Tipping fatigue, no. So no, I was like, is this a media created thing? Well, yeah, I think so. I don't know if it's media created. I've listened to that episode of yours twice now. Okay. I listened to it and then I got home and I said, I said, Samantha, you need to listen to this episode. And then we listened to it together. And it is such a huge living organism, the idea of tipping. Yes, and that's a great way to put and it. And it's changed so much just in the last two years because of the pandemic. Okay. That I think it was Peyton who nailed it when she said that there's no set standard anymore yes. in how tipping works, right? It used to just be, here's a percentage, you know, meet this percentage and you're good, bad, or ugly, right? Right. Like I know now a lot of times at the bottom of a bill, it says 15% is this, 20% is this. When I was waiting tables, that didn't exist. You were like crossing your fingers. Somebody was good at math. You know what I mean? And was a nice person. Yeah. And I remember when that started because even within the industry, we weren't excited about that. We felt like it was limiting people to knowing that they wouldn't go over. And then there were issues of, well, wait, this is only telling the percentage pre-tax. So am I going to lose money because I'm still paying my support staff based on my taxed amount? I mean, it was it was a big question mark when that started. So how do you guys feel about, I mean, you said things changed in the last two years. Tell me about that. I mean, I know that's the under- <laughs> that's the understatement of the century, right? Is like, oh my gosh, tell me about how the pandemic decimated whatever industry you're in. But we saw it so visibly as customers. I don't know what that felt like or what the ex- experience was for you all on the service side of it. That was fatigue. COVID fatigue was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was really awkward for me. Like I'm already kind of awkward and I don't know, weird. But getting back into engaging with people, even in that sense, it was difficult. I think in terms of the tipping, 
what really changed was how people tipped at first. I mean, we were getting these massive tips in the beginning because yeah. people were just super happy just to be back in a bar or a restaurant. And maybe feeling empathetic, like, I can't imagine what it's like for you. I want to try to be a nice customer. Correct. I think that lasted Two a months. week. <laughs> <laughs> it lasted a couple months yeah. as things opened up more and more. I mean, at the time I was working in the airport, most places closed in the airport, but the, where I worked did not. And so right out of the gate, like you were just getting these huge sympathy tips. But then as more and more people started traveling again, the sympathy tips dropped. In terms of the process I'll, of tipping, I'll though- I'll take your money, dude. Just, I, don't care. Just, I don't care what your reasons just, are. Just think about going place to place. For instance, where Bill works, there's an automatic 20% gratuity on absolutely every transaction. And I'm going to ask you about that in a minute. Yep. Because so, I am confused so, as a customer. So that's, uh. so that's changed, <laughs> okay. right? Where he works. And, and he makes a much larger hourly. You know, forget about the minimum wage going up. It's way above and beyond the minimum wage because they have to account for, well, what would a service industry professional make? Right. So, what the, does a service industry professional make? Our is there a bait? Because we were called out for this fairly. Like, I have not worked in a restaurant for fifteen years. I don't know what you make base pay. You're still writing on on pads of paper, like shorthand. Like, yes. Wow, uh, I remember that. <laughs> I think the the Colorado minimum wage for tipped employees it's is twelve. Right? No, I think it's like nine forty something. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it still it's, isn't. Very it's not much. a lot. Right. And but then in the city of Denver. It's 1285 or 1287, somewhere around there. Okay. And then it is set to go up by another dollar twenty something, dollar thirty something in January in Denver. It'll end up being still over fourteen dollars an hour, but then in the rest of Colorado, it's not that much. It's it's not as high, right? Twelve fifty six is what. Google says apparently yep. seven twenty five okay. is still the federal minimum wage, which is Whoa. right. That's and, crazy, right. and that and that's great. Well, seven twenty five is the federal minimum wage for non tipped employees. The federal minimum wage for uh, tipped employees is still two dollars and thirteen cents. Wow! So there are a whole bunch of states out there that, that are, are still, still operating doing the, on the two thirteen an hour. And I think that's that's totally part of the problem. I think it's part of a bigger issue. You know, just like how we treat employees how we treat in general. Yeah, who do customer service facing jobs? Samantha, what do you think about the minimum wage going up? Does it matter to you? I think it's great, but at the end of the day, no, it doesn't really matter. I will say that working downtown Denver and now working out at the airport, which is Denver County, and we do get paid twelve fifty six as opposed to the nine something. But, you know, this day and age, the way inflation has increased horribly in the last year, nobody is making a decent wage to live anywhere, really. It's true. Bezos is doing just yeah. fine. <laughs> Bezos is going to Mars, But I, I think that's my argument, too, though, is like, even if we keep raising the minimum wage, we're still not adjusting all these other issues that folks right. are facing, which is mm -hmm. rising rents or mortgage costs. Mm -hmm. Groceries. Food, grocery yeah. costs are bananas. Gas. Out of control. Yeah, yeah, gas or however you choose or are able to get around. But I just wonder because I think there's this narrative that like someone who doesn't work in any sort of customer-facing position just hears, well, the minimum wage keeps going up. Everybody should be fine. And it's like no. we're also battling all these other market mm -hmm. forces. Right, yeah. because it's not just the minimum wage going up, right? It's it's, it's everything every, else. I mean, everyone, everyone felt gas prices. 
So, Bill, I think you brought this up, but this service charge idea. And so I'm a customer. I'm being asked by my favorite restaurant to pay a service fee. And I'm fine with it, but I don't know where it goes. The way they explain it to me is it's divvied up amongst everyone on the staff. So do any of you guys work in that sort of environment that utilizes that service fee thing? Yeah, we have an automatic service fee. You do? I mean, it's nice. It's consistent. You know, it allows me to work day shifts, which otherwise I probably wouldn't be able to get away with. But uh, Because night shifts, you tend to make more money for yeah. someone who doesn't. Yeah, because you, yeah. you have more volume, so you're getting more customers and more tips in theory. So it's nice in that regard. So does that 20% or the 22% or whatever it is, is that the tip? Yeah, they call it a service fee because it's not necessarily a tip because it's not like it's going in my pocket. I'm getting a fraction of it. Like it's all divvied up at the end of the day, like and distributed based on how many hours. Okay, so I should still tip more. Uh, yeah, always carry, always <laughs> carry cash. Real I was just reading on Google how uh, like half of Americans or something are like cashless or forty percent, and I just yeah. like that just boggles my mind, dude. I'm like, I can't live like that. <laughs> but that's something I've started to do is think about carrying cash for yeah. that reason because I will pay a service fee, like I said, but like I also want to tip my yeah because that so that goes directly when you okay. when cash tips are still same as they have been. You know that like I mean you might split it with other bartender or something, but so if you're like. Person that likes to tip, yeah, be nice. Yeah, carry yeah, cash, I, dude. Yeah, if you like, okay. if you like tipping more than twenty percent, then where Bill works, there is not an option to tip more on your card or on that. Oh, there's tab. not. Which you I, have, I think is kind of problematic, <gasps> right? But. You have if you're going to tip more, you have to be able to tip in cash because <sighs> they otherwise can't accept it any other way. Okay. And the place that I work, we don't do any sort of like automatic gratuity or anything like that, but we do a 3% kitchen surcharge. What is that? So that mm -hmm. goes to paying the kitchen staff a higher wage. And the way it was explained to me, because everybody freaked out when it was happening, but we're not the only place that does it. Sure. Um, but the way it was explained to me was that the company, in advance of knowing whether or not this 3% was going to cover anything, they gave everyone in the kitchen an increase. And then that 3% is expected to make up those wages that they're now increasing in the kitchen. Hmm. And if the 3% is more than what they have had to pay out in their increase, then they will increase their pay again. So they're not keeping any of the money within the company. It is dedicated to paying the back of house a higher wage. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. So if the minimum wage goes up, does that impact these situations that are set up now within various restaurants and bars. And I mean, I'm pretty sure my base pay is going to go up 
I, I can't remember what, I think it's already 15. So, okay. I mean, I, it might not affect me at all in that it, sense. Right. It might not affect you at all because you're already making well above the minimum wage. Yeah. Uh, it affects Samantha and I yeah. because we will get that increase because our tips are not guaranteed, right? Bill's tips are guaranteed. He's guaranteed because of the service. Whatever, yeah, as long as I'm on the clock, fraction I'm... of that twenty percent ends up being when it's all divvied up. Mine and Samantha's are not. So, will it affect us? Sure, we're going to make you know another you know forty dollars a week, right? That's but, great. But you know, it's kind of a drop. It's kind of a drop in the bucket. Yeah. yeah. If we want to go out to eat, it's not covering us going <laughs> yeah. out to eat more again, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Wow. I'm not sure what to do because it seems different per restaurant. Well, it is different per location. And I mean, while the guaranteed tip is nice, it's takes away from some of the uh, benefits of working this kind of work, you know, because I'm used to getting paid every single day, like in some sense, you know. Oh, so you don't now that you have this service. Now now I'm on a a paycheck. I get a paycheck every two weeks. Like it's a tough transition. I don't don't take my credit card tips home as cash anymore. Yeah, it gets put on your paycheck. That's yeah. And same thing with Samantha, where Samantha works, credit card tips go on the paycheck. And that's so Uncle Sam gets his cut. Which is uh, another reason tipping cash is a good idea. Exactly. But I'll tell you what, I was very scared when that happened. Very scared that now I wasn't going to be making as much money as I was used to and all these things and, you know, to be nervous about. But I'll tell you what, my ability to manage my income became much greater. Knowing that I had a paycheck coming Mm -hmm. and I had to budget accordingly was dialed in. Knowing that my taxes are being paid and covered, knowing that when we went to apply for a loan for a home, it was not an issue based on our income income because we had documented income. I will say that I'm excited for tax season uh, for like the first time in a long time. (laughs) I know. I was like, I've never heard a server say that. I know. (laughs) Interesting. So, okay, Samantha, what do you wish that you could tell customers right now when it comes to this like conversation about like someone comes in and says, well, your minimum wage is going up. So do I need to tip you? Like what would, what do you think folks are missing who aren't working in the industry as, as we see these changes? Oh, I would tell them a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I thought so, you did short got, episodes. I know. Yeah. So, so, so the bottom line is while my wage is going up, I still get taxed just like you do. I'm still going through inflation just like you are. So please do not assume that I am making so much more than you are. I still have to pay out my support staff, my bartenders, and my hostesses. I think that's something a lot of people don't understand is it's like a team effort, you know? Like it's not. I agree. I totally agree. Like someone, it's not just that the kitchen makes your food, there's somebody that puts it together. There's a lot of things that go unseen that people don't really. Acknowledge you, Samantha. Just touched on something that I think most people also don't realize, and that's you know when we get this wage increase, this doesn't happen to us all the time. I mean, right now there is a system that's been set up where there are wage increases in Colorado, but that does not happen within the service industry. Bree, you actually, I read about you being excited. This is like you know you finally have one job, right? Instead of like six jobs or or whatever, and. On an annual basis, you probably get a review, and and according to that review and all these things, you get some sort of an increase in your in your sure. salary, right? We don't get that at all. <laughs> we get reviews, though. Yeah, we definitely we get, get reviews. The reviews. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. But we don't 
in the service industry, yeah, there's no process for us to have our wages increase unless maybe like you're you work in a hotel server, lead bartender or something like that. You're, you're taking, you know, some sort of extra work on, but that's usually, that's one person or two people. In so you the, may in the be restaurant. kind of stuck at one wage for a long time, for a really long time, for years. I mean, we all started in the industry at two thirteen an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a Colorado stereotype that's like a good tipper, like a skier or a stoner, or like a oil and gas man? Or are oil we... guys are great. Oil guys are great. Are they strippers? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I love strippers. I don't think there's like one type of person that you can guarantee is going to be the ultimate amazing tipper. I have been noticing that there are gems. They pay attention and sure. they watch what I do and they see everything and they'll leave nice tips and not not just a nice tip but a cute little note you yeah. know thank oh, you very much notes. you made Damn. my morning it started <laughs> off right thank you Samantha's um, a huge note leaver I'm a huge note notes. leaver <laughs> yes and because, she's a good tipper be- yes I am because you know what at the end of the day I don't know what my server or bartender is going through right. I have had days where I've worked with migraines and I've mm. struggled to be as patient and as kind and as lovely as possible and my customers don't know that I'm going through a migraine they just see what looks like a grumpy server to them and so I never want to be on the other side of that coin and thinking wow they're a terrible server they just they just ruined my entire experience (laughs) god but when that does happen when they legit are a bad server and you're in the industry you know it's like almost it's so much worse I'm like do you want me to clock in dude (laughs) I understand that Samantha leaves them uh, still leaves them a note a night's note because you don't know the full story Samantha tries to change their day and that's when I just leave 20% (laughs) (laughs) and that's the thing yes you never know what's going on and being in the industry you understand that your server has to tip out the hostess the, the bussers the bartenders, they may have to tip out the cooks. I worked in a place where we gave 10% of every single food item we sold to our cooks. Whoa. Good for that. Great. Yeah, awesome. but it shouldn't come out of your... But it like, yeah. shouldn't come out yeah, of my and, and pocket. your customer doesn't know that. I mean, right. Fair, right. fair enough, your customer doesn't know right. that. So what I'm taking from, from this, from you all, since you work in this, is um, the service fee exists at some places, you're still totally fine to tip more yeah, if you absolutely. want. Carry and cash, cash is a good way to do it. And, yes. and okay. Venmo, like uh, cash apps are great. Okay. Well, Samantha, Bill, and Brad, thank you so much. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, thank you, guys. I appreciate you dispelling some of these myths and helping <laughs> our listeners understand that Tipping's still cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's okay. It really is. It's okay. Yeah, we went out last night and I just I was just handing out money everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank this you. Is great. For more from Brad, Bill, and Samantha, I highly recommend subscribing to the Three Stars podcast. And not just because they invited me to join them for an episode that's coming out soon, but also because they know the restaurant world and they do not hold back. Seriously, check it out. I'll drop a link in our show notes. And here's what else Denverites are talking about.
Red Rocks is now working to become more accessible to concertgoers with disabilities. According to the Colorado Sun, the upgrades are coming after a lawsuit settlement that required the city of Denver, who owns the venue, to pay $48,000 to concert attendees who claimed they were charged more for accessible seating. The changes will include more seating for people with disabilities and their companions, repaved ramps with better handrails, and upgrades for the visibility of ASL interpreters. And finally, an update to our episode last week with Westward editor Patty Calhoun and this moment of flux at Larimer Square. Well, the Denver Post reports that two more restaurants are following Bistro Vendome off the fancy historic shopping strip by the end of the year. Frank and Jacqueline Bonanno are closing their speakeasy, Green Russell, and looking for a new location for their steakhouse, Russell's Smokehouse. In a statement, they said, quote, The new owners of historic Larimer Square, Asana Partners, will reimagine Green Russell as a boiler and maintenance room while they renovate the block for elevated office tenants. Yikes. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell Jeff Bezos about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. Sorry. I don't know why. I wrote this sentence and it is so much sentence. Too much sentence. I wrote too much sentence here. Much sentence. Let me try this again.